Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Today, Boma will talk with us 
about self-care in a way that helps us to unfold our hearts and embrace practical solutions to life's everyday ups and downs. We welcome you on this journey as we explore topics from her book, The Heart Healer, and address solutions to challenges such as forgiveness, bullying, loneliness, how to shake off stress, cheating, domestic violence, and gratitude, just to name a few topics. So, Boma, welcome, welcome, welcome to Positively Affirmative. How are you Thank today? You. I'm, I'm fine. Thank you, Ms. Jones. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, you are welcome. And, Boma, you can call me Katrina, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Boma, I know that um, we belong to a couple of uh, writing uh, groups on LinkedIn, and um, and I believe that from um, being involved in those writing groups, um, um, you know, we kind of reached out to each other and became Facebook friends. And yeah. um, and and we talked a couple of times, and um, you know, you sent me your book on the Heart Healer, and I tell you, I have been transformed um, as a result of uh-huh. reading it. It is just such good nuggets of of practical um, advice that that we usually don't talk about, that we usually don't talk about. Um, So I just want to say I've I've just been so, um, you know, just so pleased with, um, you know, with with reading the book. But I want to ask you, uh, Boma, if you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate you reading my book. Well, um, my name is Boma Akeni. I'm, I'm a motivational speaker, a nurse, and a writer. I was born in Nigeria, but grew up most of my life in the United States. So I've lived here, I've been here for a long time, most of my life. Okay. Wow. And I know reading your bio, <clears throat> you know, you've had, a, and, and even reading your book, and reading your book, um, you know, you were a model for a while, and um, and then, you know, you always had a passion to become a nurse, and, and you were able to pursue that, that, that dream and, and, and make it a reality, and, uh, and, and now you're a writer, so that is... Um, that is awesome. That is awesome. So let me ask you, um, have you have you always been a writer? Um Yeah, I think writing is a talent, a special gift from God. So yes, I've always been an on the cover writer. Um hmm. always writing almost everything down. If I see or hear something that affects me I I have to write it down, but I've just recently that I decided to put it together and publish it. Wow! So let me let me ask you. So, um, you're so um, are you um, are you a journaler? Do you you know were these kind of like your journal writings that you kind of put together? Yeah, this or not? Um, <laughs> this this everyday things goes on in the world and. My personal life, uh, uh-huh. decided to put it together. Okay. Huh. Okay. 
And and what inspired you to what inspired you to write a book? Well, what inspired me to write is because of my own ups and downs, injustice, mm-hmm. if I may say, imagination, and the desire to see my emotion in print, mm-hmm. as well as hidden untold stories. So those are the things that inspire mm-hmm. me to put it together. Wow. So you said that, you know, um, your own ups and downs in life and untold stories um, just kind of inspired you to put your writings down on paper. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, well, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the book, but I also, um, I also um, know from you know from reading the book that you wrote a play um and um and the play well, now let me I don't know if I can remember the play was entitled um survival surviving in america or survival in america yeah surviving in america uh, surviving uh, in america. yeah so it's basically the play is about a, uh, an abused woman that was brought from africa here and her husband Commented, raped, and abused her, and um, tweet all she survived. So that basically, that's what the play is all about. Oh wow, wow. Okay, okay. Yeah. You know that that's interesting because I know that um, in your book, um, and and even when you and I have spoken. You talk about injustices that are that are continually taking place against women, and I say globally because you know you spoke about a lot of injustices that are taking place in in Africa, um, but I also know that there are a lot of injustices taking place here in uh, in America with women, and really all around the world. Um, you yes. know, women are seen as as second class, you know, citizens, and, you know, just a lot of um, atrocities. Um, let me. Are, are there any laws in place um, that protect young girls or women? Um, is there any law in place that protects women? Mm-hmm. Well, I mm, well, there. I don't say there are laws, but who who is implementing the laws? I don't think mm. so. Like a typical Nigerian woman, I'm, I'm, I I I can only speak for what I know. I'm from Nigeria, yeah. so a typical Nigerian woman is often seen as the husband's property if he's married. You know, uh, there's nothing like rape or or, or or what I view. If your husband can jump on you anytime and do whatever they want to do, there's nothing yeah. like rape. I see. Oh, oh wow. So so you say women are still seen as property. Exactly. As the husband's property in Nigeria. Exactly. And I'm in my book, remember I, I spoke about forgiveness. Yes. So spoke about forgiveness and it, it, this is all what I was talking about injustice. Okay. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm going to ask you something about that forgiveness, but I want to ask you, um, you, you speak in your book about some of the hardships that young girls face. Um, 
in in, in certain parts of Africa. Um, what um, you know, especially like when uh, what they face when they're going through, for example, their monthly menstrual cycles. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about some of the hardships that um, that girls, um, you know, that girls uh, deal with um, in Africa? And um, then I'm going to ask you to talk about that. Then I'm going to uh, ask you another question because a, a lot of times in America, um, our perspective, and, and I want you to know that I have listeners all around the world. So you know, we have listeners, um, you know, in in Europe, you know, and. In in, uh, in India, different you know different parts of the, in, of the world, and so um, you know in more um, uh, in industrialized societies, you know we are so used to having certain conveniences that you know we just take some things for granted. So can you can you can you kind of elaborate on you know some of the things that young girls go through um, in in uh, you know some of the villages in in Africa? Okay. Um, again, I mentioned this in my book. You remember I discussed about um, what I went through from my own personal experience. Back back home in Africa, especially in the villages, they don't really discuss certain things to the kids. So personally, my mother never discussed anything like um, uh, frustration or anything like that. So I was in school. I was in school when, I, when a period came. So I got up and my whole uh, uh, pants and uh, what I was wearing were, was all blood. And I didn't know what was going on. I started crying and everybody was jumping up and down. They didn't know any better either. So mm-hmm. what did you do in that situation like that? The teacher didn't, and my mother never discussed anything like that. So what, the teacher took me home and, you know, cleaned me up or what have you. But my point is that um, after that, what do I do? How do I co- uh, prevent myself from wetting or uh, messing up my clothes? You know? Yes. There was no sanitary pads. So what is a girl to do? You sit down and you get up and your whole pants is um, is wet and you don't have any pads, you don't have any uh, tissue, you don't have anything. So what the girls do usually, they just get cloth, rip it and use it. So how far can the cloth go? Or they get uh, um, they get a uh, uh, they get um, uh, what I call it? Um, if they cannot afford tissue, most of, most of the time they use tissue papers. To protect themselves yeah. from leaking. Yes. So uh, if they cannot afford, and most of them cannot afford tissue, so what they do? They get tissue. They can find um, leaves or, 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 or some paper. Um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, yeah, papers. They wear it a little bit or whatever. I try to protect themselves, and it doesn't. Wow. So those are the things I'm trying to see if I can help them. You know to up something to be helping the, the, the young girls back back home. Because I know okay. what I went through. It was really terrible. I had a bad experience on that. Yes. Yes. Wow. And like I said, he, like I know in the United States, we take so much for granted. And when you, when you told me that story, my heart just went out because I'm hearing a lot of different things in, in your story. I'm hearing that 
you know, that there is a need to, you know, that there may be a taboo against talking about, you know, uh, you know, the, you know, telling, you know, talking to young girls about their menstrual cycle and, you know, about, you know, about sex and, and those type of things. Although I don't know how great of a job we do here in America as parents talking to our children about those sensitive topics, but at least here there's advertisements and, you know, there, there, there are just more ways for, um, for young girls to kind of, you know, to be aware. So, uh, mm-hmm. Boma, uh, what are your plans to help uh, those, young, uh, girl, those young village girls? What, what are some of your plans to help? Um, well, fully trying to get together to open some um, foundation, hopefully, so that I'll be able to, um, hopefully with the help of the public, be able to send in, especially sanitary pads, like on the ways and stuff like that to the villages in Africa to help those young girls. That's my plan wow. right now. Okay, and you know, when you talk to me about that, I, I just thought that was so powerful that, um, you know, first of all, I just, I just thought, as like I said, my heart went out to know that the resources are not there, you know, that, you know, young girls are coming of age, you know, they're coming to their young womanhood and, and they don't, you know, they don't have the, 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 the resources they need, the sanitary napkins and, um, you know, and the education and, um, you know, so it's hard to kind of feel confident and good about yourself when you, when you come in and you don't have everything that you need. And so when you talked about, you know, getting, um, you know, some type of group or coalition together to, to, to um, you know, to bring those type of supplies um, to those girls, I, I just thought that was very powerful. And, and as I told you, you know, whatever I can do to help you um, in that mission, um, you know, just count me aboard because, um, you know, I, I think it's really great. And anything that we can do to empower you know, our young yes. women and our, our, our young girls and our women, um, I'm just all for it. Thank so, you. Um, you're welcome. I've got an ambulance in, the, in, in, in my background, so I'm not sure if, it's, if, if it will be heard, but uh, <laughs> wow. Um, now, Boma, in your book, you talked a lot about forgiveness. Um, what, throughout your whole book, there are a little nuggets about forgiveness. Um why is that? Yes. Um, I poured my heart on Chapter 1 mm-hmm. about forgiveness based on my own experience. Okay? As a child, what do you do when your own father, cousin, uncle, or brother is the monster that you have to deal with? Okay? Mm-hmm. How, do you, how, how do you live something like that and also how do you function normally for the rest of your life when the very foundation of everything that is normal has been pulled out from under your feet by the act of defilement by the people whom you you should ordinarily trust the most mm-hmm. I don't know about forgiveness because of the, the because the best gift you can give to yourself is to forgive whoever I hurt you or traumatized you as an individual and be free. And that's why I wrote about forgiveness. It's actually okay. based on my own childhood experience that I had. 
growing up. Okay. And, and when you talk about that defilement, you, you're talking about uh, molestation. Um, and, you know, and it's something that, you know, it happens, it, it, it's one of those secrets that we don't really talk about, but it's it happens. You know, it, it ha- it's happening in homes. And, and um, you know, that, that you um, were able to find your voice and, and, and speak out about it and, and say that, you know, this happened. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, here is how I'm healing myself. Um, I thank you for that. You know, I, I thank you for that because, you know, a lot of times when we are defiled um, as, as young children, sometimes it's hard for us to find our voice. You know, and, and sometimes, mm-hmm. and so sometimes when when our, uh, you know, when our sister, when 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 another can 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 have a voice, you know, sometimes they become our voice, and so you know, for many of us, you have become our voice, saying that you know, hey, this happened, and and it's not right, and um, you know, but you can heal yourself, you know, and here's how I healed myself. So, you know, I, I thank you for that. I thank Lord, you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I, and I know um, in your book also you talk about, you know, and I, and I kind of, I'm going to mention the things that just kind of resonated with me because there's so many nuggets in your book. <laughs> but you, you spoke on lonely, yeah, you spoke on loneliness, Um Loneliness is a challenge that many people, that many of us face. Um, what is it that you want us to understand, you know, about loneliness? Okay. <laughs> like I said in the book, loneliness is like a disease of, of all itself. You know, you know, loneliness hurts. Mm-hmm. I was talking about um, lack of intimacy that we all so desire. Mm-hmm. I wrote about it, you know, and I also wrote about the unbelievable story of Sarah. Sarah, you read the book and and a husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you read the book, um, you you hear the whole story about Sarah. What, how her husband? I mean, you can be married. It doesn't mean that you will not be lonely. There are married people out there that are also lonely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that's what I love so much is that, you know, you talk about you talk about those those um those stories and those emotions that you know, that we all have from time to time but we don't talk about. You know, you talk about those emotions that we experience when we're alone and, and you know, when, when, it's, when it's dark out, you know, and, or, or, you know, we don't talk about it because it's not socially acceptable. You know, we think that people don't want to hear it, you know, and I just think that it's so wonderful because so many people struggle with, um, you know, with many of these um, challenges. Exactly. You know, yeah, and um yeah, so you do you talk about loneliness and um um and and um and you give some you know, you give some nuggets on <laughs> on you know what we can do if we feel exactly. this this kind of way. So that's awesome. Yeah. That is that is awesome. Mm. Um okay. Mhm. Okay, I'm good. 
All right. Um, you, you talk about some very critical issues um, as well as some controversial issues. Um, now, there, there's a lot written about um, white and black relations in America as it relates to, to slavery and civil rights and racism um, and the, the, the African-American condition. Um, but you have a chapter, you have a chapter in your book where you talk about the African and African-American situation. And I'm going to tell you, um, when I, as I began to read the chapter, you know, I really had to kind of put it down because it was like it, it kind of opened up a, uh, as I was reading it, I know, right? it kind of opened up. It was deep. It was deep, and it it opened up. Um, I don't even know what to call it. I don't mean for me. I don't. I don't know if it was a wound, but it it opened something up in me, and it made me feel some kind of way because I'd never thought much on um, the the relationships that that Africans and African Americans have with each other, and and the rift. And the rift that took place, um, uh, you know, uh, in Africa, uh, when you know when Africans, when you know certain tribes did begin to sell um, their captured slaves uh, to the Europeans, uh, we don't talk here, here again. Is another subject that we don't talk about. You know, one of those subjects that we, we don't talk about, but we really need to begin to have these dialogues. And um, um, and you talk about the importance of of um, Africans and African Americans having these type of di- having these dialogues and 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 moving past um, what has happened, so that we can find a common ground of forgiveness. Um, to have emotional healing, and and I thought that I thought that was just so profound and um, and 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 um, so deep on many levels. But I'm going to ask you to to give us your perspective on um, on um, on that particular um, issue that you that you wrote about. Okay, yeah, uh, I, you know that's a very sensitive issue. Mm-hmm. It's a very sensitive issue that um, nobody want, really want to talk about it. But I think we can mm-hmm. do the Africans and the African Americans. I think um, we can do better than what we're doing right now. You know, in my own opinion, we are not we yeah. we are not really you know getting along the way we should. The Africans have this perception that all African Americans are, you know, like lazy or violent. Whereas some African American think that we are all we all think and we should all go back to Africa. Mm. The Africa and the African Americans, we all we're supposed to be our brothers keepers. We're supposed to be together. You know, we're supposed mm. to get along. If we can get along and do things together, I think we'll go a long way. And people will respect us as a black person more than they are right now. But we don't get along. You know. Wow. My, it's just my own opinion though. I think we could, we could do better than we're doing right now. We should get together and really, really, really get together and, you know, get along. 
Wow. Well, I'm going to say that you you talk about that in the book, and I you you made me think in ways that I hadn't I hadn't thought about before. And uh, and I tell you, I'm in agreement. I I I am totally um, in agreement with you about that. And uh, and I believe that we that as Africans and as African Americans that we do need to have that dialogue. You know, I, and I really do believe that that healing needs to take place, um, you know, because we are connected. You know, we, we are connected, whether we, well, it's a natural law, whether we like it or not, whether we accept it or not, whether we understand it or not. You know, we, you know, we are connected. And like you said, you know, we are our brother's keeper. Um, so I, you know, I really appreciated you talking about it. And, 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 and you, as an African, um you know extended um extended your hand out and you uh you know you um publicly asked for uh, you publicly um uh in the book asked us for uh, the african americans for forgiveness <laughs> as an african um yes, I did. <laughs> for for the for the act that happened you know for that act um of of our you know of our ancestors you know uh you know making that decision to you know to sell you know other africans to europeans and that was huge i was like oh thank you <laughs> you know that that was that was a healing that was really a healing act and um very powerful very yeah, powerful yeah, I, and i'm telling you mm-hmm. yes yeah, yes, I, I didn't mean to cut you, but I had also mentioned in my book that I will start an original day of celebration for the African and the African American Union Day. Well, perhaps uh-huh. with the public help, like you, we can all, you know, do something about it and come together maybe once a year or something. <laughs> I'm telling you, I absolutely love it. And I'm telling as, as I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking, you know, that is a rite of passage. That is a rite of passage because what I've often heard, um, I've heard stories of African Americans who have gone to Africa and the the Africans uh, would have a ceremony and they would welcome them, you know, they would welcome them back home. And that it was such a healing, it was such a healing for the African Americans who experienced that rite of passages, and probably even for the Africans who, you know, who um, perform the ceremony. So I just think you are right, right on, right on task. And um, yep, you can count me aboard. You can count me <laughs> aboard um, <laughs> um, because I do believe that that. Yeah, that, that there's some healing, some emotional healing, you know, needs to take place. Um, and, and you know, in your book, you mentioned that there have been a lot of atrocities that have happened to, um, you know, to African Americans as a result of, of slavery. But um, you know, I believe a lot of people have suffered as a result of slavery. You know, and you know, even the Africans, um, you know, have suffered. So we do need to, you know, we do need to move forward and, and do some healing. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. Um, can can um, can you discuss the importance of of understanding 
cultural differences um, and taking the time to learn or, or to try to understand what certain behaviors mean to others before making conclusions. You kind of spoke on that in, in one of your chapters, um, that cultural uh, diversity and, and really understanding differences. Can you, can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, okay. I, I think I was referring to the uh uh yeah, on one of my chapters I mentioned about it because over here for example, um if you look at a person straight in the eyes and not blinking or anything like that, it means that you're an honest person you're honest. By looking at, mm-hmm. at the person and I like for example during an interview you know, mm-hmm. if you remove your eyes, you look down or up or what have you, mm-hmm. they will think that you're mm-hmm. a liar. Whereas, mm-hmm. in my own culture, especially as an elderly person, if you look at them in an eye, they will think you're very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So if an elderly person is talking to you, you have to actually put your head down. Mm-hmm. And... um. Uh, look away or put your head down or whatever, but if you look straight on an elderly person's eyes, they will think you're very disrespectful. So that's why when, uh, when you know, if you have an interview and the person is from different culture, you have to understand that people have different culture. If the person looks mm-hmm. down or away, don't assume that that person is lying. You just understand that there are people that have different culture cultural background, mm-hmm. and maybe that's the part of their culture, to look away from one's face. Mm-hmm. So that's why I mentioned a little bit about it, so people will be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really appreciate, I really appreciated that, um, you know, because that is a, a really big deal here in in, in, in Western cultures and in, in Western civilization. Um, it's looked at as a mark of honesty, you know, quote, unquote, to be able to look somebody directly in the eye when you're speaking. Not to mean that that person is being honest, but, you know, that's the, that's the notion that if, I, if you can look at me in your eye, then that, that means you're being honest. And, and you're right. You know, other cultures don't share that same value. And, and I hear you saying that um, in, in your culture, for example, that to look an elderly person in the eye is a sign of disrespect. And so culturally, someone of authority, you know, you just, you know, to respect them, you, you don't look at them. And, uh, yeah. and I believe a lot of times, um, and I do believe that a lot of times in, in our culture, um, you know, we miss out on a lot of great opportunities. Um, and when it comes to hiring people, we, we, um, we, we miss out on hiring great talent. Um, because we often don't take the time to understand someone who's culturally different than we are. You know, exactly. so you, and you, you, yeah, and you touch on that, and you, and you give a few other examples that are, again, nuggets, you know, great nuggets. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm going to ask you, um, tell us more about, and everything that I'm asking you about are different different chapters in the book that again resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us more about uh, you talk about never leaving your relationship based on advice from friends. I, I thought that was awesome. Can you can you share a little bit about that? Okay. Um, yeah. Well, being being um, 
loyal and totally faithful, true friends, true good times and bad times with your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good, but being loyal doesn't mean agreeing with your friends on absolutely everything when it comes to your personal relationships. You know, because there are friends that would advise you for your own benefit. So if you mm-hmm. decide to go out to, to let go of your relationship, the decision should be years and years alone. So I mentioned mm. that you should not allow a third party into your relationship because you don't know if that person really advising you for your own benefit. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, 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 when I read that, I'm like, oh, you are you are right on task, um, and you know because um, in that in that particular chapter, you you know you did talk about um, you know the importance of of being mindful and really you know what I what I got out of it um, is the importance of listening to your own spirit, listening to your intuition, you know, listening to the to the God in you and, and what you know to 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 make decisions. You know, what is your spirit saying for you to do? You know, and um, you know, you just gave some really great examples of um, you know what happens, what can happen when you don't, you know, when you listen to outside forces, when you go outside of yourself to get advice, opposed to going within, you know, opposed to going within. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you also talked about why, uh, why. Um, why is it important uh, to be good to ourselves and others? You know, you, you talked a lot about the importance of being good to yourself and 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 doing good, to, uh, you know, doing good uh, to others. Um, and as I was reading some of the chapters, um, the words that kept coming to me were uh, some of the some of the words that came to me were like um, um, doing acts of kindness. Um, you know, learning to to love yourself. But I'm going to ask you, um, you know, what, um, you know, you know, can you give us your perspective on the importance of being good to yourself and to others? I'm sorry, Boma. I don't know what happened, but somehow I um, had accidentally. I'm, I'm sorry, I accidentally put you on mute. Um, could you did you hear my question? Were you able to hear my question? I had a um, I'm, <clears throat> you. I think you mentioned about question number mm. eight. Tell us more about. Uh, yeah, I apologize. Yeah, I apologize. I apologize for that. Let me let me ask you the question again. I, I apologize. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, in your book, you talked about the importance of being good to ourselves and being good to others. And so, I wanted to ask you: Can you give us your perspective on on that uh, on that topic? Why that's important to you? Well, yes, it is very important to be good to yourself. I've always tell people that life is too short. So take care of yourself and and others. Be willing to give and in return receive back. 
you work hard, so once in a while, just treat yourself, you know, take yourself mm-hmm. to the movies, go out with your friends, have fun. You know, life is too mm-hmm. short. So I always tell people, and, um, be willing to give, give others, because the more you give, the more you receive. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I tell you, I really appreciated. Um, I really appreciated that chapter because I know as women, we give, 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 give. You know, and by the time it comes back around to us, there's nothing left. And um, and and I believe that as women, you know, we have to learn how to take care of ourselves first. First, and and I don't know if this is a cultural thing. I'm not sure, but. I just kind of believe that if we learn how to take care of ourselves, then there's more left that allows us to take care of others. Oh, that's but, you know, exactly. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like if I'm not taking care of myself, I'm not going to be much help to you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought that was um I thought that was a really um you know really great chapter and you gave some you just gave some really great nuggets in that. Um yeah. So let me ask you, um, if we are interested in reaching you uh, <clears throat> for speaking engagements, um, because you, you know, you talk a lot about social advocacy and and social justice, and uh, you are uh, you are an advocate uh, for women and empowerment. Um, so if um, if we are interested in reaching you for speaking engagements, um, how can we go about doing that? Yes, okay. Um, yeah, recently that's what I've been doing. Um, I go to schools. I've been to a few schools to talk to kids. And, like, this coming week I'll be going to daycare center. You know, I have a, a, a children's mm-hmm. book called Angel Legna as well. So the day, uh, when they write, read the book, they invite me, so... Next week I'll be wow. going to a daycare center to speak to little kids. So if I, if you want, if you're interested in uh, in a speaking engagement for me, you could reach me at my email address at boma underscore akeni at yahoo dot com. Okay, so that's, that's boma B is in boy, O is in Oscar, M is in Mary, A is in Apple underscore is that right boma yes yes okay boma underscore um, okay so uh boma b b is in boy o is an oscar m is in mary a is an apple underscore akeni a is an apple um k is in kite a as in apple, I um, as in igloo, N as in Nancy, Y as in yarn, at yahoo.com. Yes. Oma under slash Akini. Is that correct? Yes. At yahoo.com. Uh, or they can call me direct at 240-413-4476. That's 240-413. Four one three, four four seven six. Great, great. And I did not know that you had written a children's book. Wow, wow. Yeah. I, I love to. I, I love to read that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you can check out my website. It's www.bomakenny.com. And yeah, the children's book is on on, on Amazon as well. Barnes and Noble, Book a Millions, and all the um, online bookstores you can get it. Okay, and and also the Heart Healer is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay, so if we are interested in purchasing your books, we can go to your website, which is www.bomaakinney.com. Yes. Or you can get it at, at Amazon.com or Book a Million or Barnes & Noble. You can get it anyway. It's all over. Awesome. Awesome. And what is your uh, message to women? Um, we're going to bring our show to a close, but I want to ask you, what is your general message or what is your women to, what is your message to women in general? What is it that you want women to know? Okay, my message, I want to hopefully help inspire women to be strong. I want people to look at me and say, because of you, I was able to say no. Because of you, I can smile again. And because of you, I'm able to keep moving forward in life. I want to empower others to achieve their goals. That's my call in life and my purpose. Awesome, awesome. I encourage everybody, um, I I just encourage everybody, um, um, you know, you don't have to be a woman, um, you know, um, although uh, Boma is a, a woman advocate, but this book is, you know, if you have women in your life that you love and you want to understand them better, you know, um, I just encourage everybody to get a copy of The Heart Healer, um, just a really great book, really great book. And I want to thank you again uh, for being on our, our show today. Thank you so much, Boma, and thank come back anytime, okay? Thank you for your invitation. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're such a fun. Thank you. You are welcome. And uh, we want to thank you, our listening audience, for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness challenges and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones. Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, where we teach women how to create positive shifts in their work-life balance so they can become the directors of their own life stories. Is your life story one you would love to see improve? If so, email me for a complimentary 30-minute coaching session and learn how to edit your life story. Our email address is Jones at prosperitylifecoach.com. And join us every Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Bring a friend and share the prosperity. Abundant blessings, everyone, and abundant blessings to you and, and much luck in, in, in all of your future endeavors, Boma. Oh, thank you. You too. God bless you. You're welcome. You, you too. Thank you. 
Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Oh. 